I'll always tell it like it is, that's the bottom line If you just living to exist, you want borrowed time Don't ever let them take your soul, no, no, no Don't ever let them take your soul, no, no, no I'll always tell it like it is, that's the bottom line If you just living to exist, you want borrowed time Don't ever let them take your soul, no That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's the bottom. That's the bottom line. That's the um, bottom. So you, you talked about your dad. You talked about him sort of at the end of his road and how serenity came for him, right? And he was just comfortable. He just wanted to be with his family. He didn't want any of the the fixings, if you will, that come along with having a son that's super successful, right? You could have did anything in the world for him monetarily, right? But he just wanted to join his, be with his family. Uh, tell me about, about your family and the importance of being able to spend time with your family and to, and to be able to share this, this gift that we have, right? We're able to share this with everyone around us. Everyone around us benefits from our recovery. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's that, what that's like for you, Chris. Well, I think what it is is, is being a, a real dad and being a real foundation for my wife and my family, having, having real conversations, um, being able to reflect on my experiences to try and help them navigate through their lives. And, and, and when you mentioned Jimmy about, you know, you going from uh, maximum security to minimum security, that's, that, that is such so appropriate because it's progress. Right, we're never going to be perfect, but our experiences will nav help us navigate. You know, there's gonna something's going to pop up later today, but we're going to be able to navigate through it. And having that confidence um, and the experience is so important. And being able to pass it on, yeah, we pass it on in meetings, we pass it on to other people in sobriety, but other people gravitate towards that too. When you have a certain stability and confidence um, and humility which is really important, mm. people tend to gravitate towards that. And I, I got four kids, 28, 27, 22, and 19, all different stages of life. Things come up. Um, and I just find myself able to be there for them and, and stable, not mm. overreact. Like we talked about earlier, I, I said yeah. about not overreacting, but knowing when to act. That's something I've gotten better at over time. You know, um, and just, just like you, you talked earlier too, I was one of those guys, you know, back when I was right before I went to rehab, if I'm in California, I get a call from New York with my mom, my dad, some of my friends or family, I, everything's great, man. This is awesome out here. And I was dying, dude. I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell the truth. I thought, dude, you're 22, 23, you're making money. You're a pro basketball player. You're going to say everything's not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was that was a that was a farce, dude. That was that was yeah. a lie, right? And you talk about how do you feel? Not not what do you have? What are you doing? How do you feel? And that that to me permeates late at night. Well, like before I go to bed, when you thank God for a good day, and you're just grateful. Yeah, everything didn't go great, but you know what? Overall, a really good day. I had a good day, and thank you. Mm. Right. And that, that that's serenity. That's that's like I said, the ba that's balance and being grateful. And, that, you know, that, that takes training because mm -hmm. 
my 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 inclination and and she's right now the whole world is what's wrong all you know all you gotta do is turn news on all these terrible everything is terrible it's not a it's not a good place to live your life you know right and i understand there's a lot of a lot of people going through a lot of tough times but to get through them you have to you are in control of your attitude Mm -hmm. like you said earlier Things are going to happen, how you deal with them. Now, everyone's right. going to deal with, everyone's going to get hit with some nasty things. And through recovery, you, you get these tools to deal with them. Yeah. And that's, that's the gift, man. That's the gift, dude. And then you talked about the age thing. To me, when I talk to younger kids or talk to my kids, I, I, just like I said earlier, there was a part of my life I loved hanging out and partying. I can't say it was all bad. Right. Or else I wouldn't have dinner so long. Sure. Also, just like we talked about the pandemic, right? It's a little easier for older people because you're not dealing with this much. You don't do as much. Like right. we're not out there. You know, I'm not. Don't go to clubs. I don't go to clubs. Don't. Yeah. I don't. I just don't do a lot of those things. So it's a little easier to adapt mm-hmm. to this situation for an older person, right. in my opinion. Same with sobriety. As you get a little old, you just get you just slow down a little bit. It's like you know, like they say, you know, a great hitter sees the, yep. the pitch coming in slow motion, right? Right. I know one of our favorite bat, Larry Bird. Matt, yep. They played in slow motion almost. Yeah. But as you're going slow, you can see more. And just with age, you know, if you age gracefully, that's a gift too, just to slow down. And you know, they say smell the roses, see this, appreciate the sun, appreciate the rain, all these things. That sometimes we don't even sit down and look at. Mm-hmm. And that's what my father taught me. Sit down and just sit. And, and I wasn't able to do that. I was not the type of guy that could sit down and enjoy being by himself. I wasn't that guy. I became that guy. I, I enjoy sitting in the backyard. I wake up in the morning, I get a cup of coffee. I sit in the backyard, look at the trees and the leaves. At 25, are you kidding me? <laughs> no way. That wasn't happening. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's it's amazing how these gifts that we have, and you you talked about it a lot, and, you know, people, a lot of people are struggling right now in the world, right? And a lot of people, particularly a lot of people that sort of have the similar difficulties that we've experienced in our lives, right? People that have uh, issues with addiction, um, are suffering greatly, and I. But I think also that people that have true recovery, right? You talked about it. We have a kit of spiritual tools that were laid at our feet by the people who came before us, right? Um, we're blessed because if we can just pick up that kit of spiritual tools, right? We can go through. This is like the most unbelievable thing that has ever happened in in our lifetime, right? That like a pandemic. People locked in their homes, people losing their jobs, their businesses, everything, right? And, and suffering real difficulty. And for me personally, um, this has been a great time for, of reflection and connection with people that I love, right? And spending, taking the time to really connect with them and, and to connect with my family and my children, right? And spend the time at home because just like you, you know, I have a busy life now, right? Because of all the gifts that I've received from finding this one gift of recovery, my life has become very full. And much of it is in service to others. Um, But sometimes 
other people have, they pay the price for that service to others, right? Because I'm gone. And being home and being, you know, I'm, I'm blessed. I, I, I'm celebrating 25 years of marriage to a woman who I met in early recovery. And, and, and you know, we, we pray together. We, we, that connection is real for us and it's important. And, um, and it's only gotten stronger through these difficult times. We've been able to lean on each other and lean on our faith, uh, which sort of leads me into my next sort of next little question. And that is, you talked about growing up, you talked about growing up, you know, an Irish Catholic kid. I know you went to a, uh, a Catholic college. Uh, are you still participating in your faith? Are you, are you, you go to church? Do you, is that something that you are incorporating in your life now? Yeah, it's been a, a huge um, blessing for me to grow up the way I did because it was easy for me to find a higher power. Sometimes it's hard for people to right. find what, what does that mean? Like an initially, right? Like I'm mm -hmm. not spiritual, I'm not into religion, my life sucks, all these yeah. different things. I had that foundation. Mm -hmm. I had lost, I, I went out of touch a little bit. I went a different road. But when I came back, it made total sense to me. Uh, going 16 years of Catholic school, I had that. It was in me. Now I tried to get rid of it, <laughs> but it was there. So that yeah. that that's a blessing for me um, to to come back. I mean, as a matter of fact, yesterday I went with a buddy of mine to my old neighborhood in Alameda to St. Joseph's Notre Dame High School. Um, we just mess around the gym, and Father Mario comes walking through. A young priest, man, he had to be thirty years old, maybe. It took me back to my childhood in two in two seconds, man. It was awesome. But having that spirituality. Um, I know some people struggle with that. Some yeah. people have a hard time finding that. That mm -hmm. was in me. That, that, that was, you know, that's another thing. You know, I look back at these different things, things I did as a child that have come back. Like when I was in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, I was on a swim team, just the local CYO swim team. Yep. I hadn't, I hadn't swam for 35 years, not a lap. Right. Had my knee done, had my hip done. Doctor's like, you know, the best thing for you is to get in the pool. Now I'm like, I'm an avid swimmer again. But that's something mm. I've, I was taught as a young kid. It came back as a gift now. Right. Little things like that, right? Religion, the same thing. That, that's really helped me. Um, so, so although I got lost for a while, when I found it, it made, it made sense to me. That, that, cause I know people do struggle with that. You know what I mean? When mm. they first come into... Whatever, whatever program it might be. Right. But also, I also know that's the real key. Having spirituality is the key. Right. It's a, it's a, because there's some things we can't explain. We can, you have to have some faith. There's got to be faith in your life that, yeah, I'm in this situation now. It's going to be okay. Don't give up. Right. You know, and, and hang in there. You know, it's about one day at a time. Sometimes it's an hour at a time. Sometimes it's a minute at a time. I'll tell you something that's crazy is um, it's been, obviously, this is like craziness, right? And we, we see the way the world has, uh, with the pandemic, um, it was really heartbreaking to me to see liquor stores open, but churches closed, right? Like, it was, it, it was devastating to me, right? Um, and I, I've been blessed because even, so through a lot of this pandemic, I've been streaming mass for the priest down the street. 
So all through Holy Week, all through that, I got to go to Mass every day when other people couldn't, and they had to watch it on their computer. And then they opened up the churches, and it was just like, it's been, it's been difficult. It's been difficult. We, we, we stay steady. We go. We pray. Me and my wife, like I said, we pray together a lot. We do the rosary together. Like, we're, we're in it, and we believe, and we, uh, and we rely on God completely. And, uh, but it's been tough, man, and so I can only imagine what it's like for people who don't have that connection, right, and have to go through all of this alone, right? And, you know, uh, like you said, you know, I found a road back to my faith while I was still in prison. Um, I started doing meetings, and I started just trying to create an illusion that I was trying to get better, right, because I was just running game. I just wanted to get out of the can. And ultimately, uh, Mother Teresa came to the prison that I was in. Like, for me, it was like seeing the face of God, right? But in hindsight, I know that, like, he sent her there for me specifically because it's 30-some-odd years later, right, and I'm still here, right? And, I'm, and I feel like I'm being used as a tool because only a guy like me or you Whatever our successes are, right, whatever the other stuff is, is only a guy like me or you can reach a guy like me or you, right? That our story has to have depth and weight, right? We can't go at them and say, well, I think this or I think that. It's, no, my experience was this or was that. And uh, there's an old joke, uh, an alcoholic falls in a hole, and a doctor walks by and he says, hey, doc, can you help me out? And the doctor goes, I'm going to go do the research. I'll be back. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and a priest walks by and he says, I'm going to pray for you, my son. And a psychiatrist walks by and he's like, don't worry, I'm going to figure this out. And then an alcoholic walks by and he goes, hey, buddy, can you give me a hand? And the guy jumps in the hole with him. And he goes, what are you, an idiot? Now we're both trapped. And he goes, no, 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 I've been in this hole before. I know the way out, right? That's, it's only, you know, I can tell you, I, I want to share this with you. And then we're going to start to wrap this up. We were in DEA headquarters with the head of the DEA. And we were talking about the opioid epidemic in our country. And I was with like 25 parents who had lost their children, right? And um, the way he talked about the recovery community and the, the, the key role that they played and they play, he's like, people ain't going to talk to me. They're not going to, I'm law enforcement. I'm a cop. Like I'm, but they will talk to each other. And I've seen more guys and girls come from the most unbelievable, terrible and difficult situations to live full and happy lives. And, mo, and many of them lives of service, right? Um, and so I'm not sure that the average person truly understands what it means when a person is blessed with the gift of recovery and how many people that truly impacts, Right? I can't imagine how many times somebody from a front office somewhere in the league has said, hey, oh, we got a guy, he's got an issue. We know who to call because we end up becoming the resident experts, right? Because, because we, they see the fruits. They see the fruits. And you, you alluded to it. They, people are attracted to people in recovery if they truly have that gift because there's a warmness and an openness and an honesty about us that is attractive, right? And that's not always been the case. Um, you know, one of the other things that the pandemic has caused me to struggle with is 
Chris, it took me forever to get a smile to come to my face, right? And guys just say, how are you going to help anybody with that mug, right? How are you going to bring anybody to recovery or bring anybody to God or bring anybody anywhere with that mug of yours, right? And I was like, yeah, but this is like my security blanket. This keeps people just at a little bit of a distance. And so finally, after years of prayer and work, I get this smile, right? And it's a little crooked and it's a little messed up, but it's mine and it's real, right? And then they tell me I got to put a mask on and I can't smile at people, right? And I realize how much that impacts me in my daily life, right? Because I like, that's my connection with the world is I want to smile, I want to be inviting, and I want to be welcoming to everybody. Because what I learned is that a life of service doesn't just mean within the confines of the thing that we have in common. It's everybody, right? And we have the opportunity to be, uh, to be a conduit of joy and happiness to everybody because of that, that kid of spiritual tools that were laid at our feet. So, Chris, I want to say thank you. I want to thank you for, uh, for, your, for your yes, number one, right? Because many people, it's not, the, it's not the first word to me even. It's not the first word that comes to mind when somebody asks me to do something. A lot of times, first word is, how do I know? How do I get out of this, right? So I have to, I have to pray on it. I have to work to be kind and generous, so I appreciate uh, your yes and, uh, and your honesty for your willingness to be of service because that's really what this is about, man. This is about being of service, right? When we share our stories and other people hear our stories and they identify with our stories, I think they identify with the possibilities, right? And the possibilities are recovery. That, that's the number one possibility. And with that, all these other great things can happen, right? Nobody's going to watch this and think, oh, I can become a two-time uh, NBA Hall of Famer, right? Because you did a, a really wonderful job of explaining the true important things in life, right? And that's that serenity and that peace inside. And, uh, and that's what I identified with and that's what I connected with. And so I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for your yes, for your openness, for your honesty, and for your time. And um, yeah, man, I, I'd like to just say that... Uh, you know, in doing this, in putting ourselves out there, I really feel like uh, it separates people from that thought process of this only happens somewhere else or it only happens to somebody else, right? And you said something at the very beginning about, you know, being right there at the edge where you would potentially have thrown it all away, right? Superstar, high school, superstar, college, get to the pros, and, and right there, never sort of experiencing any of the success in the sort of real success that you had, right? Because you are you're one of the 50 greatest players to ever play the game, right? You're one of, like, that, they put you in all these categories, right? But you were the best of the best. And, and the fact that you equate that to the gift of recovery and having that kit of spiritual tools is just fantastic. So I want to thank you again. I want to thank you uh, also just for being a friend, man, because uh, it means a lot to me. Well, I want to thank you, Jimmy, for inviting me and all you do for the community, all the time you put in and all the people that you help. And just like 
I tell you what, man, just like a good meeting, man, I feel better. So thank you for making me, me feel better today, man. It's awesome. Thank, thank you, brother. I love you too, Chris. Thank you, man. All right, go swimming, brother. Jim Wahlberg here from The Bottom Line. Listen, I just want to remind you, please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube page at Wall Street Productions. And I also want to remind you, push that little bell. Just push it, man. It takes one second. Then that will notify you when anything's going on with The Bottom Line. Thanks.